Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Our guest this morning is Connor Curran, co-founder and chief laundry folder, as he describes himself, at Local Laundry, which is all about Canadian-made clothing for social good. Local Laundry's on a mission to make clothing better and donate over $1 million to local charities across Canada by 2030. Amazing goals. Connor joins us to tell us how he how we can help him get to that million. Good oh, morning. Amazing. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, David. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good morning, uh, Tara. Good morning, Connor. So, Connor, how do you lose to a washing machine? <laughs> <laughs> like You I'm, obviously haven't done a lot of laundry asking that well, question. Well, that's a great question, Tara, because <laughs> let me share with something with you, Connor. Sure. I'm married for over 37 years. And I've yet to start the laundry, the laundry machine. No. Ask my no. wife. You we'll know my wife. We'll have to talk to Zohar. <laughs> she probably wants control over it. <laughs> so how did you lose to the washing machine? Yeah. So it started, we were living in a small little house in, in northern Sweden. That's where I decided to do my MBA, do my master's. And we lived in, a, in a, a small Swedish house in the countryside, not much bigger than this room here. And we had a devil I mean, a devil of a laundry machine. This was one of those European washing machines that fits in your shower. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. That's how small it was. And that's how feisty this thing was. And every time we did a load, this thing did a little dance all across the, the bathroom floor. And so we would have to, we would have to kick it, punch it, sit on it. Anytime we do, had to do a load of laundry. So doing a load of laundry was the bane of our existence. We would put off doing laundry, we'd flip our underwear inside and out, and we would do it maybe just once a month because we hated doing it because it was such a fight with this little devil of a washing machine. And it was there, you know, after we had lost that one particular uh, battle that uh, I said, you know, what? I, I think I kind of want to start a clothing company. And I want it to be about representing where you come from and using it as a way to connect with others. And, and I, <laughs> for me, it will be, I want to start a laundering machine company. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Connect yeah. the dots there. How you yeah. jump from the laundry yeah. machine to clothing. Well, I, I, I was looking for something that I could really dive dive into and sink my teeth into. My parents, they came to this country uh, from Ireland. If you couldn't tell from my lovely ginger beard, they were successful entrepreneurs. And I really want to do something similar, but I saw not only that they were able to create a life for themselves, but they were able to use their business as a way to give back and build community. So I was looking for something that I could grow as a business, but use as a way to bring people together. And I've never been the most fashionable person in the world. And so I, but I thought that the clothing was, had this ability to express our values, you know, how we choose to wake up in the morning and dress ourselves, whether on a conscious or subconscious level is how we want to be perceived in this world. Mm -hmm. And so I thought if I could take clothing and use it as a way to bring people together, then maybe I could have a business that could grow, but could also give back as well. And it was after that particularly nasty fight with the, the laundry machine, I said, you know what, I think I can do it through clothing. And so I told my wife, I said, I'm going to call it Calgary community t-shirts. She just says, that was, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> didn't said, like the branding. There, didn't did like the brand. So I said, okay, well, you're so smart. You come up with a better name. She goes, and she just lost his bad. She was half asleep. She goes, ah, you wanted to be all about supporting local. I, I don't know. Call it, what do you want? Local laundry. And I was like, such a good idea. <laughs> and it's stuck. And it's stuck. It's stuck. So full credit goes to my, my very smart wife. <laughs> so did you start the clothing company while you were still in Sweden? Or how, right. did, how did you end up moving to back to Calgary? Do you know how, it easy, how easy it is to start a clothing company? All I did was Google search how to make a t-shirt company. 
and then watch a YouTube video. And within a couple hours, I had an online clothing company. That's how easy. So I always <laughs> oh say anyone God. who says it's hard to start a business, it's not hard to start a business. It's hard keeping a business going, yeah. you know, through good times and bad. But the easiest thing in the world is to start a business. So I was living in Sweden and we were utilizing a, a method called uh, drop shipping, print on demand. The shirts were getting printed. I was living in Sweden. They were getting printed in LA and getting shipped to Calgary. So after, so that's how we first kind of started. And the nice thing about print on demand or, and, and shipping on demand is you don't have to pay any, a ton of money up front and in inventory costs. You can try a bunch of different things. So as a student, I was able to afford to start my own business and test this idea out. So then I finished my master's. I moved back to Calgary and I met my business partner, Dustin Paisley. And that's when we were kind of able to turn this into a real business, right? Start to get into stores, start to get inventory, get off the print on demand, start manufacturing here in Canada. All those good things. So now everything is local? 100%. So in 2017, we made the, the decision to switch to entirely Canadian manufacturing. People kept asking us, you know, where's your clothing made? And say, well, our hats come from China. Our shirts come from Bangladesh. Our t-shirts come from Mexico. And they said, well, why are you called local laundry then? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> that is a very good question. That is a very good question. So, so that's, when I, that's when we decided, you know what? To, in order to stand out, in order to really stand for something, you know, if you're a business, you have to stand for something. What's going to make you different? What are you going to stand for? I said, we have to be all about supporting locals, supporting a diverse Canadian economy. We have to make our clothing here. And we did some research into that. So according to Stats Canada, we used to make clothing here. Prior to 1989, over 70% of all clothing bought and sold in this country was made here in Canada. I did not know that. 70%. That number as of 2020, according to Stats Canada, is now less than 5%. Oh, sad. It because is sad. It's, because it's, it's cheaper. Because it's cheaper. It's all cheap, but it, cost. It, and it's, it's not the cost of material because material is the same cost wherever you buy. It's the cost of labor. It's the cost to pay someone a livable wage with health benefits in a safe working environment. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's, what, that's the story that we're trying to change. That's the message we're trying to bring. So how do you change your business model then to reconcile that, right? Where you're in first, you're getting the cheap labor in China or wherever else, and then having to bring it all into Canada. How did you make that work? Where did you have to give and take within the company? And and how you compete with others that still produce in Bangladesh or China or Vietnam or any other country in the world. Definitely. Well, that was one thing that we quickly realized because we're so small, we can't compete on price. We can't compete against the big guys and making a garment for cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Mm -hmm. So let's compete with them on somewhere else. Let's compete with them on storytelling. No one's going to have a better story because what story is better than supporting locally made clothing and supporting local Canadians, you know, and and sustainably made clothes and quality clothes because that's not the only part of it. When you make stuff locally and not trying to cut corners to make a garment for cheaper, you you make it last longer. And so that's exactly what we did. We started telling that story. We started sharing that stat. We started asking people, you know, have you checked your labels? Where are your clothing? Where is your clothing made? Why is it made there? Right. And we just started, you know, and it was really, it was, it was terrifying because our prices went through the roof. Right. So our sweaters went from $60 a sweater to $80, $90 a sweater. And the, but the most surprising thing was, is that our community and our supporters have been there since day one. And we were terrified that when our prices went up increased, cause that's a big jump, mm-hmm. right? We were terrified that they were just going to say, Oh no, thanks. Your designs are cool, but we don't want to pay that much. You know, see you never onto the next clothing company, but to our surprise, they supported us and they actually said, thank you. They said, this is exactly what we want out of a clothing company. We, and they don't mind paying more. Maybe they buy a little less, but they don't mind because people don't mind investing in their community, investing in quality and investing in something that's going to last a long time. Mm-hmm. So, so you were, you know, 
before COVID-19 support local business, you were there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we were. And that, and that was... You started it. <laughs> I, I, I don't take credit for starting it, but we were a big part of, we were a part of the conversation so that we were much more prepared for when the pandemic did hit, you know, and everyone, everyone's supplies, suppliers were overseas and they couldn't get them on the phone, couldn't get stuff over. We were able to still keep running. We were able to still keep, through our manufacturing partners, still keep Canadians employed and still keep producing... And we actually doubled in revenue during the during the pandemic because of the community, because of people wanting to support. But most importantly, because of companies, organizations that you know the swag, the company swag, the mm-hmm. you know the, the the low quality shirts that looks like a barbecue cover on everyone. You know, they started to say, you know <laughs> what, true. right? Nobody yeah. looks good. Those no, they end up in people's pajama piles. Yeah, and so we say, stop making pajamas for people. And this, these companies, they. They took the initiative to support local. They took the initiative to step up, invest a little bit more money, but invest in something quality and invest back in their community. I do see a real push for, I mean, obviously fast fashion is still a thing, right? Yep. And and people are still buying that stuff. Yep. Um, but I am seeing a real trend into people understanding what happens to those clothes. Definitely. Right? And that seems to be part of your message as well. Definitely. The clothing and textile industry is the second largest pollu- polluter industry in the entire world in terms of water consumption, waste. It's, it's a, it's a terrible, it's terrible. The clothing and textile industry is terrible for the environment. And that's what we're trying to change, Mm -hmm. right? Because fast fashion is is a big beast and it's hard to compete, especially with the rise of inflation and, and it's hard to compete, you know, uh, on such low price. But if people were just to invest in their clothing, invest in their wardrobe and maybe shrink their wardrobe down because how many times do we buy it? We get such a rush of buying and feeling good of buying all these things and deals, deals, deals. And our closets just swell, swell, swell. And yet every morning we wake up and we look at our closet full of anxiety and stress and say, I got nothing to wear. Oh, you know my wife. (laughs) Right, right. So if we can, if we can just shrink our wardrobes a little bit, invest in, in quality pieces that's going to last, but invest in pieces that are timeless, classic. A crew neck sweater is timeless. They've been around since the 1930s. They're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? We're always going to need a toque here in Canada. Oh, and yours you look know? good. My kids oh. love your toques. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, Connor, we have to take a commercial break. Yes. As we warned you. Yes, of course. <laughs> our guest this morning is Connor Curran, Chief Laundry Folder for Local Laundry. Following the commercial, we'll talk about a little bit about core values. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. We're checking in with Connor Curran, the chief laundry folder. He's the co-founder at Local Laundry. So just to continue on that social side, I, I saw a quote on your website that I just loved um, talking about the clothing. And then it says, but the clothes are just the beginning. Yeah. Our community is the heart of our story. Yeah. So you talked about that in the last segment about that. That's where you really wanted to go with this. Mm-hmm. Where did that passion come from? 
that was baked in right from the very start. And that was really inspired by my parents. I kind of mentioned earlier, they, they came here with no money, no education. They were able to build a life for themselves, but more importantly, they were able to make their community better. So they own a restaurant, not too far down from here, that, that James Joyce Irish pub just been there many a time. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to mom and dad, but I was able to, from a young age, see how hard they work, but also, you know, their whole thing was bringing new Canadians in, getting them trained, getting them, getting them jobs, bringing their families out, getting them permanent residency, citizenship, housing, whatever they needed, because they were once new Canadians of this country as well. And they, many people helped them out. So they use their business to help other new Canadians out. And I, and I saw like, they didn't have to do that. You know, that, 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 that didn't make them any more money, you know, it, but they just thought that was their duty as, as, as a community partner right? To invest back in the community. So that was really baked and instilled into our core values right from the very beginning. Right from the very beginning, we started with by donating a a dollar from every t-shirt. Then we realized that wasn't enough. Then we decided, you know, 10% of all of our profits would go back to local charities that our customers helped choose. Then we had to change that because at the end of the year, we started to calculate that we were donating more than 10%. (laughs) (laughs) And and so it was more like 15, 20. So, so then we, you know, because a lot of organizations that kind of hitch their wagon to one specific cause or another. And we just said, you know what, our community is made up of, of so many different individuals and people who support us that come from many different backgrounds. So we would like to support as many different causes as we can. And that's why we put, put it out there, made ourselves a, a mission that we were going to donate to charities over a million dollars uh, from here until 2030, because we wanted to showcase that just because we're a small business, just because we can't write $1 million check right now, doesn't mean that we can't have a big impact that over time, many small businesses like myself, like my parents' company, you know, that small businesses can have a big impact. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen where are you? Where, like- where are you now? We, we just, oh, it's very exciting. Just, we're just about to announce. You're going to hear it here first. We just crossed the $150,000 mark. Oh, wow. Oh, congratulations. So <laughs> but, but, but again, that's Maybe not you us. should update your website. It says 70. I know. I know. <laughs> He's do. very busy selling yeah. clothes. No, so we do have. No, but, folding them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all thanks to the community. That that money is is money that, that we were only able to donate because people supported us. People supported our clothing and they supported our charitable initiatives. Let's stay on this track and talk about the core values. That's one thing I saw on your website is the core values. One is uh, for, uh, life first. Yeah. Second is purpose. And the third is quality. Yeah. When did you bring those up? Uh, when you were in Sweden or after you moved here, when you had more employees or yeah. that was from the get-go? Th- that, they've always kind of been there just beneath the surface, but we really solidified them in this past year. You know, as we kind of grew our team, we were, we're a team of four, you know, full-time employees. We, we have our first warehouse base and we thought, you know, we really need to solidify. We always kind of had this culture, but, and, and that was, that was, that was when we really decided to solidify them. And number one had to be life first. You know, my wife, she's very smart. She's an, uh, registered nurse in the operating room at, mm. you know, so she's been throughout this pandemic. She's, you know, impacting lives on a meaningful level every day. And, when, and would understand the the need to live your life. That's right. Well, that's right. And, and when we get really stressed or, you know, oh, we got to get this order in or we don't, we can't, we got to sell. I'd say, you know what, at the end of the day, we're only selling sweaters. It's not life or death. So if, if you have to take your daughter, you know, to the, to, to the hospital because she's sick or you, you know, your dog's got a vet appointment or you just need the day off, you know, for your own mental wealth, you know, that's, that's fine. We're, take your time. Life should come first. We don't work for the business. This business works for us. You know what I mean? So that had to be number one. I love that. Yeah. 
And, and even so like if, if, you know, one of our team members just left us and, and got one of her dream jobs. Mm. Right. And so it's, our, our team's not going to be with us forever, but if we can be a stepping stone to help get you into your dream job, you know, that your life has to come first. We're only a small part, part of that. So if we can help you get there, then that's our mission, mission achieved. I feel like you need to do a Ted talk. <laughs> I see. I feel it coming. I feel this coming. I yeah. think there are a lot of people who would be like me, hire me. Please. Oh no, I wish I no, wish it's true. But, um, and then, and then purpose, right. That's a big, that's a big one because if you're, whatever you're doing in, in your life, whether it's, you know, this, this show or, or your small business or whatever, if you're not enjoying it, if it doesn't give you some sort of purpose in life, you know, that's what we really crave as, as human beings, right? To, to, to meaningful purpose. And maybe it's, you know, you're, you're our social digital coordinator that works for us or a designer. And maybe that, that's not your be all end all, but it, it affords you the life that you can go out on the weekend and your weekend passion, your purpose is taking care of dogs, rescuing dogs or kayaking or rock concerts or rock gardens. You know, it doesn't matter as long as you have that purpose in your life and really go after it. And how can you use us to help fulfill that purpose? Our guest this morning is Connor Curran, chief laundry folder for local laundry. Um, we should really prop up where people can buy the clothes. How can we actually um, purchase them? Can we do it online in stores and tell us about how things get donated back to the community through purchases? Definitely. So the first stop shop you ever want to go is locallaundry.ca. We just got our first warehouse. We spell it W-E-A-R house, you know, like wearing clothes. Mm -hmm. And so you can do local pickup, local delivery, come down. I'll show you the space and come meet our dogs. There's only two stores in Calgary that that carry us at the moment. That's the Calgary tower store just down the road here. And if you're, if you're leaving Calgary an international or domestic department uh, terminal, there's the Calgary airport store that, that sells us as well. So we're primarily focused online. And so the giving back component is broken down in a couple different facets. So one, we have our giving garments. So every toque, toque blanket and pair of socks that we sell, we donate one to a shelter across Canada. And to date we've donated over 10,000 toques, 2000 pairs of socks and over a thousand blankets. So that's the first kind of giving garments components. The rest is we do different charitable initiatives, you know, with, with our garments. So, April was Autism Awareness Month. We just wrapped up a campaign with Codette LaBarbera. She was on HockeyWise of Canada. Her husband's mm-hmm. the goalie coach and her, their son has autism. So uh, don't a, por- a portion of every shirt sold from the Riders Collection went to support autism-related charity. We've raised over $10,000 for autism charities. This month is Pride Month. So we partnered with a local artist from the LGBTQ plus community, Mike Hooves, and we've created a, a Pride shirt and $15 from every shirt will go back to the Calgary Career Arts Society. So there, we usually have different initiatives. I just competed in a dance competition, uh, Dancing <laughs> with the Stars for Pace Kids, ended up raising 8500 bucks for wow. Pace Kids. So That's amazing. Yeah, there's lots of different charitable initiatives and so we just, we just absolutely And it's love it. cool. Like your designs are cool. So I'm looking oh, at your hat right you. now. So <laughs> he's got a ball cap on and, and we'll describe it because we're on radio. <laughs> but um, for those of you who haven't seen the local laundry type of style, it's, it's very uh, understated, but cool. So it's, there's a YYC with the mountains. And so you like to focus on um, helping people be proud and show where they live, whether it's communities or cities. Just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's really be 
being about proud of who you are and, and right. the, the values that, that, that you display. So one of the big things when I was living in Sweden was I was so proud to be from Cal- Calgary and not a lot of people in Europe and Sweden had heard of Calgary. So I wanted something that really represented where I came from. But all I saw was, you know, the cartoon mooses with the cow, you know, the mm-hmm. I heart Calgary shirts and all that kind of, you know, ticky tacky <laughs> stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I just say, you know, that's, that's not, that doesn't represent me and my values as a Calgary. And so I wanted something that, that could reflect, you know, what it was like growing up, you know, as a young Calgarian and, and moving on to that next section of my life. And so you only know what YYC is, is if you're from here, right? If you're from Toronto or Vancouver, you may, or, but especially if you're from the United States or Europe. So we, we love the YYC design because it says so much about Calgary without saying Calgary at all. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's really kind of up to your own interpretation. What YYC and its mountains can mean so many different things to so many different people, but you only really know what it means truly if you're from Calgary. Right. Right. So all of our designs that had to be, clean, crisp, simple, minimalistic, and really share a value. So Connor, we have 60 minutes, to, uh, 60 seconds. Oh, sorry. 60 minutes, I'm here all day. Yeah. 60 <laughs> seconds to the end of the show. And um, one question is going back to the beginning of the interview when you said it's easy to start a business. Yeah. If you today have to give one nugget to someone who wants to start a business, what what is it? Start, just do it. Stop talking about it and go start it. Right. I'm not talking about go do research to go do market research. Just start it. Go buy a website, start Shopify. You don't even have to make the product, sell it first, see if there's a market for it, but just do it. Just do it. Take action. I love action. Yes. Take positive action forward. Connor, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Connor Curran, the chief laundry folder, co-founder at Local Laundry. I've yet to meet someone that is folding laundry that is so enthusiastic. About <laughs> <laughs> I love it's because you haven't tried it yet. Just I wait. I love it. I love it. Thank you for having me both. And thank we'll you go it. and support your parents, by the way. Thank you. Oh, well, yes. We're about a block and a half away. We'll support them. This is great. Thank you for giving a platform to small businesses here in Calgary. It means the world. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.